Hi everyone and welcome to this new episode of Ways to Grow, where every two weeks I will interview experts who help us understand and discern different disciplines that will help us grow, improve our well-being and be better leaders. With this aim, we will travel from east to west from the pure psychological studies to the ancient shamans. We will look at every field and you will take what interests you. Join me on this journey of learning and discovery. My name is Mireya Mujica. I'm a personal and executive coach. And for this episode, I have invited Patrick Munoz to join us. Patrick is a highly regarded voice and speech coach in Los Angeles. He has helped hundreds of actors, business people, and other professionals increase their vocal power, improve articulation, and become better speakers. As a member of Voice and Speech Trainers of America, Patrick coached for CBS top-rated series Without a Trace, big budget and independent movies, including Hostage, Van Helsing, TV's LA Dragnet, and KC Undercover. Patrick is currently the vocal coach for Disney's Stuck in the Middle. And for years, he has been named as one of LA's favorite dialect coaches. Patrick is in private practice in West Hollywood and works with clients all over the world. Students include Penelope Cruz, Eva Longoria, Alan C. Fox, among others. Listener, if you dream of being more articulate, or as the Collins Dictionary explains it, if you want to be able to express your thoughts and ideas easily and well, or express yourself clearly, readily, concisely, and effectively, or if you want to have a more powerful voice and therefore presence, join us in this conversation. But before we start, let me remind you of our website, waystogrowpodcast.com, where you will find the details of all our guests and also the books and resources they recommend. And if you like this podcast, please, 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 please follow and rate us so that we can keep growing. Good morning, Patrick, and thank you very much for accepting my invite to be my guest today. Good morning, Maria. Muchísimas gracias para, para tenerme aquí, para, para, para gracias, invitarme gracias aquí. A ti. Gracias a ti, gracias a ti. Thank you very much. So, Patrick, I've been thinking a lot uh, since we last spoke. Um, one question that has been in my mind, I don't know if, if this makes any sense, but do people think that articulate people are smarter, are more intelligent? Oh, for sure. There's a complete bias in mm -hmm. terms of how people perceive other people. First of all, thank you for having me here this morning. This is so <laughs> great. Yes, the way that we are always judging people, we judge ourselves, we judge other people, whether that's a good thing or a helpful thing. We can look at that later. I don't think it's necessarily helpful to be overly critical of ourselves or to judge another person because we're only separating ourselves from that person. However, it's our innate instinct to judge other people consciously, unconsciously, and we do so on a number of levels, the way they look, the way they dress, mm -hmm. the way they cut their hair, or have no hair in my case, the way that they speak, the way that they stand, the way that they're facial expressions are, their body expressions are. So an articulate person, somebody who speaks clearly can be perceived, again, it can be their a judgment could be, oh, that person's rather snotty or that person, oh, that person has everything. Well, whatever, again, we can always, it's all perspective, but the articulate person is going to be seen as that 
quote unquote, more intelligent, more educated person. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's if as a, as a native English, American English speaker, there's a huge uh, bias that we have for the Brits. We love, we tend to, again, this is a, this is a generalization, but we tend to love the way, I'll speak for myself, the way that the Brits speak, especially that sort of received pronunciation, right? And actually any version of that. Uh, and that was a big, that's a big thing in, in terms of class divisions in, in England. That was all mm-hmm. so much based on the way they speak. Now that's changed so much. In America, it's a very similar thing, the way that we would look at somebody, oh, they're from this part of the country or from that part of the country, depending on how they talk. So do we look at somebody who's more articulate as being more intelligent? We do. And there are two parts of that, too. The articulate part can also be in how they express themselves, not only the clarity of their speech, but how they express themselves. Mm-hmm. And it certainly can be that idea of, yes, I think, wow. And it could be, I, I say this out loud to myself, or I just think this, or I just feel like I trust this person. And, and, uh-huh. it's, and it's due to the way that they speak. Hmm. There we go. So that's extremely important then. Yes, <laughs> it's a very important <laughs> right? Especially for, depending on what your role is, what your position mm. is, um, that mm. we are able to, and there are different parts of that. One is just being able to be understood. And then the next levels of being able to have an effect on your listener and being able to uh, match the way that you look and mm-hmm. the role that you have yeah. and the things that you want to communicate with, with how you sound. So, yes, I get very excited when you ask me these questions. I'll let you ask the next. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking that the good thing is that we can actually coach, that we can improve the way that we speak. And this is what you do. This is what you help people do. So what exactly does a voice and a speech coach do? What do you do? Well, again, that's a really that's really great, because what you just started to say was that we can improve now for, you know, thank God that uh, for most of us, for most people who we're able, we speak every day, we speak, we talk, we cry, we communicate, yes. we shout, we, we beg, we plead, we, but we talk there. Why, why would we go to a speech and voice coach? Why would we want to improve our voice or our speech? I came through it because uh, of a... Well, you asked the question, which is, what is a voice? What is voice and speech yes. coaching? Yes. What is that? So I'll answer that. I can go into all of the background later, but a voice coach, a voice and speech coach, in my case, helps a person be this, the three C's. Helps okay, the, three to be, C's. the three C's to be clear, uh-huh. to be confident, and to yeah. be connected. So to be clear is to. Uh-huh remove or identify and remove any obstacles to how you speak. So if it's articulation mm-hmm. or if it's nasality mm-hmm. or if it's talking too, if I'm t- talking too fast or if the voice is right here or if you're too quiet or if you're too loud, yeah. all of those things, or if everything sounds exactly the same when you're talking, that's, that's, that's about clarity. It's okay. not really matching what you're saying. Confidence, confidence. I work with a lot of people for public speaking, yeah. uh, but it's not just about public speaking. It could be for an interview. It could be about in your own relationship, 
at home okay. with your husband, with your wife, with your mm -hmm. children, with your parents, how to be confident that you can speak up for yourself and say uh -huh. what you want to say and okay. to be able to say it in a way that is constructive uh, and it also goes with what your intention is so that you can speak, let's say if you're a public speaker, with mm -hmm. power, with persuasiveness, and maybe mm -hmm. even with some passion, if that's if that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And finally, being connected. So many of us speak from our from our throat. We just talk right from mm -hmm. here. There's not much impetus or need to use a lot of our voice. It's just on our daily daily basis, we're in a very connected age of mm -hmm. the internet. Of we're on social media. We're filming. We're talking over the computer. We're talking in close situations. We're in an, we were in an office, going back mm -hmm. to the office uh, where it's very quiet. We just don't have much time to use our voice. But we tend to talk from here. Okay. So in that moment when we really want to make an impact to a larger audience, mm -hmm. we're still talking from here. So yeah, I'm connecting to you, but am I really connecting from my, am I connecting to myself? Am I connecting to my full voice? Wow, I see the difference. Ah, crazy. Right, right. Yeah. You can and you can you can you can see it, you can hear it, you can feel it. And when mm -hmm. you connect to your own voice, when you connect to your body, the <laughs> embodied voice, then you can really connect on a deeper level to the other person, as opposed to that superficial where you're like, oh my god, I'm so excited. How about you? I'm so excited. I want to tell you something. Okay. But really having that moment, and it's so many of the things that you talk about as, as a coach mm. uh, and in your podcast about, about yoga, yeah. meditation, yeah. psychology. Yeah. So it's those three C's. A voice and speech coach helps, mm -hmm. in my case, helps yeah. with the three C's. Clear, confident, connected. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. That's clear. Okay, so now we know. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a voice and a speech code does that's great so let's say so let's let's take that one like let's say that i want to be more articulate and more articulate not just like so that people can understand me better because that happens obviously because i have a spanish accent and sometimes people don't cannot understand me right but apart from that sometimes i cannot let's say i cannot put a sentence the way that i would like to say it right the one that i would, I would like to express so how could you help me with that? <laughs> so I'm glad you said that because it, what is to be articulate? And it's those two yeah. parts. One is literally yes. the mechanics of speech. Yes. But the yeah. second is being able to communicate clearly, to be mm -hmm. able to get your message across, exactly. to form your thoughts. So exactly. that takes practice. It takes practice. <laughs> it takes practice. <laughs> so what we do in our classes one-on-one, -on -one, or if I'm doing corporate coaching in a group, is that we work on that, we practice so that we think about, again, it's all, and I didn't really mention, but like the components of being a better speaker are these three things, B-O-F, breathe, open, flow. So breathe more deeply, open your mouth so the sounds can come out and flow the sounds on that breath so the sounds come out. So when you start to breathe, you can start to relax. And when you relax, the mind opens up and the ideas flow. So we start to do that. 
As we do that, we can practice going from the simple one minute answers to the three minute answers to even having a topic where you could speak extemporaneously for a few minutes, but it goes step by step like what's my main thought that I want to answer here what's my main topic. I have my main topic and then I can start to talk about that we will practice having a beginning, a middle and an end and going back and saying what was working there, what was I doing, was I just jumping into it too quickly, was I not speaking with the main idea and was I too short in my answer because I didn't allow myself to breathe, open, flow, and express my own experience with it or my feelings about it. There's, there's obviously, as a podcaster, as a coach, just so much to talk about and so much to open up about if we just relax and allow ourselves, give ourselves permission mm -hmm. to express that. And then suddenly being more articulate becomes a lot easier. One of the things, too, oftentimes, just slowing down a bit, taking your time. Now, I'm a very fast speaker by nature. Um, so slowing down gives you the opportunity to be more articulate, uh, not only in how you sound, but in mm -hmm. what you express. Okay, okay. So what's, what's the main obstacle for people to be able to express what they really want? What we wow. Say? Yeah, I mean, I, I, know, I know that it's not easy. But what do you think are the main obstacles? I'm, I'm sure that it's not oh. just one, but for the people that you have to, that you have coach, what do you see? Right, uh, the main obstacles to being able to express themselves. For instance, I have the people who are the 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 tech team member. And they are able to do their analysis and put together reports. And they're so good at the, their mind and their and their imagination and their experience is incredible. And, but because that's what they're doing most of the time, they're or they've been in school for a long time, or they're now on their mm. job. And it's all about being at the computer. Um, same case if you're a financial person, accounting, and then you're moving into your next role where you're the team leader or you're the manager. And it's a simply practice, really. Uh, it's simply that idea of, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. And the yeah. first thing I do when I'm nervous is I, I kind of stop breathing and then I give my report and I, I, I just don't feel confident that people start to speak over me. And I, I don't feel like I'm really making a good impression. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I use, you know, um, uh, like, you know, um, like, and then it's just, we never figure out how to sort of start to improve. So one of the things is just nerves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another one is, you know, I work with a lot of women who are in powerful positions who, because there's just a natural bias, again, it's not right at all. It's just sometimes that could be the way. I'm not saying all companies are like that, but there can be mm -hmm. that way where yeah. you'll have, I've worked with lots of women who have come up in the, in the company and now are vice presidents in their, mm -hmm. in their, in their company. Uh, and because uh, for whatever reason, uh, we've kind of taken on these roles, right? The guys are like this, you know, hey, uh, yeah. yeah, we talk like that, whatever. Again, very stereotypical. Uh, I mean, very, very, um, uh, this is not, again, not a positive or negative thing. It just could be the case. And so women sometimes can 
use a younger voice, like a more of a girl's voice when they're talking. Mm -hmm. And suddenly they're in this position where they're they're, and I can't do a young girl's voice, but in this position where they're trying to, they're trying to uh, sound like they're very professional, but they don't feel, they don't feel that their voice is being taken seriously. Mm. Or, or it's the opposite, a woman who uh, I've worked with, with political candidates and women who are there, again, that judgment yeah. Uh, of being uh, the judge differently from men, a man who comes across sternly, you know, yeah. with strength for a woman yeah. that can say, oh, well, she's a yachty. They can complain yeah. about that. Yeah. So learning how, so that can be an obstacle. Like, how do I express myself without mm. coming across the way that I don't want to come across? Yeah, I see. Um, I see. Yeah, and you know, so many people have been told that, it, like you were being told, oh, I didn't understand you when I was younger. <laughs> oh, you speak too fast. Uh, being told when I was a kid, oh, you can't sing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've worked with so many people from other countries, from India, from the Middle East, yes. who are uh, have been either consciously or unconsciously or very specifically given the idea that it's rude to be to speak with volume. It's it's just rude. It's rude yes. to it's rude to yes. speak up. I wrote yes. with eight, you know, yes. with Japanese people. And so what happens is we take this position where we speak quietly. And again, mm-hmm. some people, it's different for everybody. So yeah. maybe speaking quietly and very evenly is exactly what you want, especially yeah. if you're a religious <laughs> person or you're yeah. talking about meditation or something like that. Yeah. But for, I, I was just working with an actress, uh, Indian, grew <laughs> up in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm beautiful model now acting the voice finding the voice Mm -hmm. and I go why don't you just speak up and I said you're just so beautiful and you have so much energy and dynamism and the smile and you see this life force coming from her Mm -hmm. and she said it it was great because she was able to nail it and say it's a lot of stuff to overcome just a lot of stuff to overcome and Mm -hmm. we did it we were like this is exciting so it's about helping people, yeah. the stories we tell ourselves and those little things that happen in our lives where we go through yes. some kind of trauma and we close yes. up about that. Yeah. Yes. So, so those, so those will things, be yeah. the main obstacles. And, and you were actually saying so one thing that takes me to my next question, actually. So how does one find their voice? <laughs> yeah. That is good. <laughs> what? <laughs> All this stuff is really, it's physical, it's psychological, mm-hmm. uh, but physically, physically, what do we do? Oh, back to that idea of the BOF, breathe, open, flow. Okay. Breathe, so should, yeah. So breathe, if breathe. I understand, so what you're saying is that we'll find more our voice if we speak from our belly. And exactly. That's to be with it's the diagram, coming. I guess. Yeah, and 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 the exactly. So it's the belly, it's that belly breathing, mm-hmm. the diaphragmatic breathing. And once we get in touch with that and yeah. we just realize it, it's almost like we can just let it go. We don't have to like always fill our belly with breath. We just need to breathe in fully with depth. But that first step is really finding this because most of us speak from our throat. Most of yeah. us have we hold our belly we because we you know we're in good shape so or we're not in good shape whatever we hold our belly in and so that's how we stay uh-huh. that's that's why dancers i work with so many dancers who need to find their voice because they, they they've been told especially classical dancers yeah because exactly and the good news is the posture is so good 
posture is so key to the way that we express ourselves uh -huh. and to having a good voice. So breath, connecting to their breath. So learning to relax into that breath. And the best way to do that is, and I have these videos on YouTube about just real simply lying down on your back. You have two children, yes? Yes. <laughs> so children. a little baby, little babies on their back. You see that little belly rise yes. as they breathe yes. in. Yes. When you lie down, if you put your hands on your belly, you'll feel your belly rise and fall. Yes. Because the diaphragm is moving down and making room for the uh -huh. lungs. For some uh -huh. reason, when we stand up, we start to get away from, from that. Excuse me. So that's the very first thing we want to do is just okay. lie down, get okay. that breath going, connect the mm -hmm. breath to the voice, simply making little touches of sounds and then expanding that. Then we can sit up and do the same thing again, hanging mm -hmm. over, releasing tension in our neck, releasing tension in our mouth and our throat. Mm -hmm. that voice. And then we can stand up and hang all the way over. A very simple thing, just hanging over, letting that breath drop into those natural positions, letting gravity okay. work for us. Mm -hmm. And it's returning. When you're, when you're, you know, the little babies, I guess they don't really slap their bottoms when they're born. But the idea of uh, motivating that first big breath Little babies taking a big, big breath and their voices are huge. They can cry for hours. They never lose their voice. It's only over time that we're told, oh, children should be seen, not heard, or use your indoor voice, or I can't believe you said that, or, uh, oh, that's funny. You speak funny, or what do you think you're saying? Why would you say it? All these you little are. things have a huge effect on our voice. Mm. So that very first thing of like going, now I'm going to let all that go. I'm going to reconnect to my primal voice. Imagine if, imagine if we didn't have words and you and I were talking, I could see your smile. And, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Tones, the tone of our voice would do all of that. So connect to their diaphragm, start by okay. on the floor. We want to get rid of tension. Mm -hmm. Then we start to get up and we uh, start to explore our range. We use our chest, we use our, we open up our mouth, we find our depth of our voice. We go up to our range and our nasality and our falsetto. And we open our mouth and we try, and then we start to use different intentions. Because the mm -hmm. whole thing is, what is our intention? Is our intention to motivate the crowd? Is it mm -hmm. to calm our employee? Is it to explain to our boss? Mm -hmm. Is it to motivate people to come along with us? Is it to make people laugh and feel at home? Is it to be stirred mm -hmm. with somebody? So connecting that and connecting from an embodied place, that's mm -hmm. what we start to do to find our voice and we expand. And it's kind of, I was talking to a, someone the other day, he's in Dallas and he's a financial uh, a financial advisor, young, and a lot of people tend to be like in there right around the 30 years old. That's kind of some of the sweet pot spot. Although I have people from 18 to, to I've had as far old as 80 years old, actually late oh. 80s. Uh, yeah, somebody who was a corporate executive, no longer at that point, but he, he was a neighbor of mine, very successful. And he said, <laughs> you know, I've always spoken very quietly. I'd like to, I'd like to learn to use my voice a little, mm -hmm. more, a little more volume. And we mm -hmm. did that. It was so fun. But then I learned later on that the, the, secret his, the secret in his case, apparently, to his, one of his successful little traits was he owned this company. And when he would talk to his employees, he had about 100 employees. He wouldn't talk very loudly, so they all had to listen intently. 
So I don't know. Everybody, it's it's so everybody different for everybody. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, exactly. So that's how they find their voice. That's and exactly. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's to relax and relax. to explore. Mm -hmm. And oh, and this guy that I was talking about, the uh, the financial um, advisor, he was talking about golf. He said, he goes, oh, I see, Patrick. It's kind of like my golf swing. If I really exaggerate it, then when I go to actually do the golf swing, it'll come out normally. And I said, mm -hmm. exactly. If we really exaggerate our range and our ability, then when we speak, it comes out much more. That's how naturally. I see, I see, I see. Okay, so so in order to find our voice then, so first thing, relax, go deep on ourselves, let that breath come from our belly, and also let go all these beliefs, uh, us, all these beliefs that we have uh, many from our childhood. Childhood always comes out in this podcast. I don't know how... <laughs> but the childhood always comes for some reason um, so let go all those things that we were made to believe that whether we are we were too loud or whether we were too in my case of course I was too loud uh, I could speak too fast <laughs> I, I love that your Spanish accent no one can understand it <laughs> right but that, but see so and let, go those three, let, let go identify like well what mm. part of that works and I yeah. would say I would say the loudness it's your your passion, your joy. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, of course, that's the cool thing about Zoom too. That's the cool thing about all these uh, conversations that we have online is that is that maybe those things are volume uh, certainly. Anyway, point is, uh, you can't tell. First of all, you can't tell over online if you're loud or not. But the loudness is like that passion. That's yeah. a passion, and if yes. we direct that, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember being in. I remember being in Spain. I was actually coaching. We. I, <laughs> So I worked with Penelope Cruz, and then because of Hi. that, I went to Spain to work with a lot of the the actors and actresses who were managed by the same manager as Penelope sure. Cruz's yeah. manager. Hmm. And while I was there, I ended up working with uh, Penelope Cruz's sister and brother, which was really fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> but I remember going to a bar, and it was in the summertime, and I was like, so hot. And I turned to the bartender, I said, do you have in Spanish? Do you have air conditioning attendant? And he was like, "What?" And I go, "I no condicionado." Get I and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't communicate." I was, I was, I at that point I wanted to clam up. I'm like, "Okay, I'm so embarrassed." Like, "Oh, I no condicionado," and he said it. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and I think about I think about all my clients who come mm -hmm. here, and they're and they're from Russia, from Spain, or from wherever, and they say. The one thing we'll go to a restaurant and the one thing they'll order and the waiter will say, what is water? They'll say, what that? And they go, what? Oh, and, yeah, they, and, and it totally shuts us down. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. I can't yes. Yes. So yes. So those I earlier mean, things, yeah, we let go and we identify, exactly. we identify what works, what works yeah. for us. All mm -hmm. human passion work. And the, yes. and the Spanish accent, if you've ever seen a movie called A Fish Called Wanda, came out like 30 years ago with mm -hmm. Kevin Klein. It's very cute because he uh, will talk to his girlfriend. His girlfriend will say, oh, talk in that accent. He'll say, hello, I want to talk to you. <laughs> so for, for yeah, the accent, it's like, it. oh, a Spanish accent. Oh, it's so beautiful. So <laughs> it's really fun to look at ideas from different angles. Yes, What's working? Course, what can we make work? 
what can we let go what yes. is totally uh not yes. true yes. yes 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 now that you were talking about that penelope process so we know that uh, you have been coaching many actors and actresses in well in the us and, and everywhere else so anything that you could say about uh about the way they learn is there any different from uh from the rest of the mortals here is there anything particular that actors and actresses do when they speak yeah there because as an actor you oftentimes an actor wants to be able to play play a lot of different roles sure yeah they want to play a lot of different characters and roles mm. they want to be able to mm. play uh somebody who's from the south or somebody who sure. was born in mexico or some they want to play something so because they have that idea of, of playing uh, yeah. of exploring exploring new roles they they will see they know that that's important, right? Voice is yeah. is, a, is is one of the key things yes. um, for for an actor. And as a as a mere mortal, a lot of people think, well, no, I I'm, I mean, this is who I am. If 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 I if I speak differently, if I start to work on my voice, if I start to come across and be more dynamic, yeah, or if suddenly my voice has some hmm. more depth to it. People are going to think, oh, that doesn't, that's fake. That, but we forget that we're all, we're all actors. Yeah. Are we acting like playing? No, we're just, we, we are actors. We are making things happen in our yeah. lives. And we have, yeah. we use different voices for different people. Exactly. So I've learned I don't that, use the same yeah. voice for my child than I do for my husband. <laughs> or a right? Right? Exactly. Yes, it's a different voice. Exactly. It's a different voice, so so. Hello, little Max. I will speak to, to my little <laughs> child, right? And oftentimes, it might oftentimes it might be that they might have the ear for it a little bit more, or that this might be more that we're yeah, that we'd be more that we're doing in that case, learning these dialects, really getting into voice, really expressing ourselves in different ways. Um, but it's everything. It's uh, what is it? Everything I I I, I learned in kin. Everything I needed to know, I learned in kindergarten. It's like everything you you needed to know, you learned in acting. I mean, acting has so many things. It's the psychology about our physical structure, our mental, our emotional structure, and our voice. Um, and that's what's cool about being trained for the theater. That was a lot of my background was being trained for the theater. And uh, you hear it. If you go to the theater and you see someone or if you watch movies and you hear somebody uh, and their voice and certain people you go, oh, I know who that is. Oh, I recognize that voice. The, or, or you just are mesmerized by their performance, the way that they embody something, the way that they say something and yeah. all of a sudden it takes on new meaning. That is something about acting and about everything you use in acting can be used in, in real life. Yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. Hmm. And this takes me to, to the next thing. So but in this podcast, we talk about what the body says, the body wisdom. So what can we know by listening to the voice of someone? What can we know about what their body is saying? What can, what can you know, you that you're trained on this? Just by, by li listening to someone speak. Gosh, you can hear so, you can hear so much. 
Mm-hmm. You can hear their, you can hear their emotional state. Mm-hmm. You can hear if they're excited, if they're, if they're relaxed, if they're comfortable, if they come across confidently, mm-hmm. you can tell what kind of tensions, if they're, if they're tense, if there's a tensity, if mm-hmm. they're feeling defense, if they're feeling defensive, yeah. you just tell so much the voice conveys that oftentimes you can, Oftentimes, although it's really exciting about that part is the age, you can tell somebody's age, are they, are they older or are they younger? Um, but, you know, I remember as a very young kid, my dad talking about his stepdad and saying, you know, how his stepdad, my grandfather, uh, had kind of a kind of a weaker voice. And he said, Patrick, the reason that he has a weaker voice is that he's just kind of stopped using it. He does. He goes, if you if he were to keep really using his voice, he would still have some strength. And I remember going to a, a workshop with the voice and speech trainers of America. Arthur Lessack was sort of a wonderful teacher of voice and speech here in Los Angeles. Lived mm. to be, I think, 103. I saw him when wow. he was 99 or 100. He bounded up on stage and his voice was strong and powerful. So it talks about your vitality. It talks about your yeah. vitality mm-hmm. and about your own kind of connectedness to yourself. I heard somebody speak yesterday and he had this little tiny voice and he, and he smacked his lips. And I just thought, oh, I could do so much with that. So mm-hmm. you can tell. And I thought there's a lot of there's a lot of damage going on there. We all have our we all have our incidents in our yes. lives. Yes. But it, it it was manifesting itself in that. We can tell, mm-hmm. I can tell where they're from. I can tell if they're yes. from, you know, what country they're from, what part of the what part of the United States they're from. You yeah. know, it's really interesting here too, especially because uh, especially in Los Angeles, it's so wonderful. It's like New York or maybe like Dubai to some mm-hmm. extent in the sense of it's a very international yeah. city. Yes. I love going to New York and hearing all the different languages being spoken as you walk through Central Park. Mm, so, yeah. I, lo- I love driving through L.A. and going through Koreatown and Thai Town and uh, Little Tokyo and uh, Alvera Street and hearing all these different voices. I work with lots of young people who grew up in these enclaves. And so if you're Chinese, American, uh, there'll be little sounds. If, if you have only had that kind of as your background, I can hear that. If you're from uh, a Spanish-speaking part of Mexican or Central American part of town, you can hear the way they speak too. And it's, again, it's that back to that uh, we talked about at the very beginning uh, about that... Uh, People make decisions uh, based on how you present yourself and it's their immediate. Uh, and so you can tell they're there. And, the, and the thing is too, is that voice, I can't necessarily tell their level of education. I might be able to and go like, I can yeah. tell they, but I can tell their access to, to a larger world of speaking yeah. and how they comport themselves. So you can tell so, mm, much, so much from the voice, so yeah. much. Yes, yes, on the way they speak, how oh, amazing. But you know what, I, I wanna say one more thing, Medea, because yeah. you talk about in, in, in terms of the body, right? You can tell so much about how they carry themselves. Yes, yes. And, and, and that goes together, but so they're both those things, right? You can tell if somebody yeah. is uncomfortable, 
uh, by their shoulder starts to raise mm-hmm. or their or their face starts to get you know this scared expression uh, <laughs> or they're smiling and doesn't look very yeah. real yeah. yeah so but 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 those things carried in the voice and and I'll finish yes. with this and then I'll let you ask the next <laughs> question not. which is really cute in um in voiceovers when you're when you're making recordings yes. that where uh-huh. you aren't seen that for commercials, for instance, they'll say, oh, that was a great take you just did for that beer commercial. Now, put a smile in it. So the, the actor yes. will then put, literally just smile and they'll say the mm-hmm. thing, the little wink in their voice. Yeah. And it completely changes the way they sound. So mm. how the, the physical and the, and the, yes. and the verbal are, are it linked together. I see, I see, yes, 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 yes. We were talking all this also with Flo, you know, Flo, Flo Kimbigi, but you also know, love yes. Flo. He, I actually, love Flo. Yes, Flo, thank you very much. <laughs> because thank Flo, you, Flo actually in his, uh, in his episode recommended uh, Patrick Munoz here. So that's how I actually connected as well. So, but yeah, Flo was saying as well, like how important it is to, to the smile, right? So that, because you cannot see it, but you can hear it, yeah. Wow, yeah, exactly, yes, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Also, like, uh, when I was, I mean, when, when I was reading about, like, how to do a podcast, <laughs> you know, yes, I have to read about this. So uh, one of the things that everyone was saying is you have to smile. Don't forget that you have to smile because although no one is watching you because sometimes, you know, podcast, there's no interviewee. So, but still, they say, like, you have to smile because that you, like, your listeners will hear it. Oh well, yeah, very, very interesting, the smile. <laughs> oh yeah, oh my. and the same thing too is if, um, you know, you're giving a talk and you need some energy behind what you're saying, mm. some passion. Mm. I mean, I'm sitting down right now, but yes. when I'm coaching online and I've been yes. doing that, you know, 90, well, at first 100% and then now about 85% yeah. uh, since the pandemic started and now we're moving into another, another stage. But standing up that energy behind your voice and if you aren't being seen and you're giving a presentation you know moving the body being like an italian or a spaniard or a french person and using the hands all those things have such an impact and it makes it easier yeah yeah of course it makes it easier yeah and also like so what you're saying right now like you're standing up and so it takes me to to my next question so uh you wrote this book uh 51 affirmations for being a powerful speaker Right. Yes. So tell me about it. I'm really interested. So I haven't read the book yet. <laughs> I, will, I will. I promise. Because I'm really interested in this, in this topic. But so in this book, if I understood properly, uh, you you ask uh, the readers to to do affirmations, right? Explain yes. to us. Can I explain to us? I'm really. <laughs> this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's fifty-one affirmations and. <laughs> The whole, so what we do very simply is the three parts and it's, and it's an audio book. So you can just listen to it at your leisure. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Boom. When I go driving. Yeah. Boom. Done. And the first part is part three parts. The first part is simply you say the affirmation after me and you, and we really kind of exaggerated. Mm -hmm. I speak with a strong voice. So that's part one. Part two is we do a affirmation and we really break it down. So that's the uh-huh. long part of the book. And I say, so when do you speak with a strong voice? Who has told you you don't speak with one? How would it feel if all the time you were able to speak with a strong voice? Okay, so so that's a, coaching. A, that's personal coaching. That's, that's personal coaching. And, it, yes, and it's all there. It's all there on, the, on part two. And then part three is the... Uh, 
Patrick Munoz put you to sleep with the code with these affirmations. It's almost like a meditation at that point. Mm -hmm. I just say them. I speak with a strong voice. So in a way, it really put you to sleep uh, in that third part or just kind of, you know, sink into your psyche. So it's very simple. You just play that. Maybe just have it go on snooze after two or three okay. or five minutes. So that's part three. Uh, but the, the, the two, the, all, all of them, I love them because when I'm getting people to practice, it's all about practicing, right? It's kind of like meditation. Yes. You can talk about meditation until the cows come yes. home. Yes. You can talk about public speaking until <laughs> the cows come home. Well, you practice that part. But yes. when it comes to speaking, you have to practice it. Yes. You have to do meditation. You have to speak publicly and you have to practice. I love poetry. I love interviewing people. I love them giving a talk. I love, but sometimes just the real simple thing is to take whatever it is that you're dealing with. Like, I am so nervous about this situation coming up and saying the opposite. Ah, I, feel, I welcome the possibilities of this new encounter, whatever that is, and saying it. And not just, not just, it's for so many things, but it's about to empower your voice. Oh, and to connect it. And then also, and we never even, I never, I'm my bad. I haven't even talked about this part, but dynamics, right? The dynamics of how we speak, the rhetoric of how we speak, the ups, the downs, the pauses, the rising inflection, the falling inflection. So in the in those affirmations, we I kind of like I speak like rising inflection, pause, hold the interest with a strong voice, down volume. So it sounds like I'm confident. I'm really putting it out into the universe, and uh, so that's what we do. So I I love that book. I wish more people would get it. It's There's like a lot of psychology there, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. and it's fun yes. psychology. It's psychology yes. where you can say like, "Oh, I don't really care about that one," but this one sounds really interesting. Like, when did I? When did I start doing that? Yeah. Or why can't yeah. I do that? Or you know, so some questions would be really yeah. fun for people to open up their mind. And you were saying that it's only six dollars. Like six or seven dollars on Audible wow, okay, on Amazon. Okay, it's cheap, it. cheap, cheap. The same okay. with my mastering the standard accent book. Accent American is an yes. audio book. And that's like two hours long. That's mm -hmm. all it is. I think I think the other one is probably I'm not quite sure how long the other one is, maybe 90 minutes or you know, even an yeah. hour. Yeah, probably 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um they are the especially the mastering the standard American accent, it's just really simple. It just exercises where you repeat after me. And by doing that, at least you have some kind of model. I'm not saying sound like me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was saying these are very useful intonation patterns. Okay. The more important part is that you speak out and you engage your voice. Uh -huh. so it's just like engaging your listener, yeah. engaging yeah. the person you're talking to, engaging your voice. So that's that book. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. six, $7, really mm -hmm. easy, really fun, do it mm -hmm. at your own leisure. Same with the Mastering the Standard American Accent. Awesome, awesome. And if like after reading the book, we still want to to have you as our coach. So tell us a little bit about that. Like how long does the does the session take with you? What should I expect to happen in that session with you? If you can expect <laughs> <this>. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of fun, I promise. Yes, you. I, I know. Gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have fun. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna have fun. You're going to oh, how long is the session, first of all? So we yeah. work making it very simple. We work in 50 minute sessions, five okay. zero. Uh, so it's just a good one, good coaching, 50 minutes, one-on-one, -on -one, either online. Most of my people are online that way. I can bring yeah. people all over the world. Mm, yes. And we and we get into it. So 
you tell me what it is they could they tell me you tell me what it is you're looking for you know uh, wh whatever that is and then we'll do a little assessment we'll talk about that oftentimes people will reach out to me and we'll do a conversation before the coaching just a 10 minute conversation to discuss yeah. what it is what are your goals and then when our very first session we'll do an assessment to see somebody's more objective take about what yeah. you're doing and how you could get work towards your goal and then we get right into action so you're okay. going to expect to maybe maybe be a little uncomfortable maybe maybe not maybe just go like oh my god <laughs> this is just so much fun but you're going to start to experience where your voice gets fuller and deeper you do a series of we're gonna do a series of exercises together and then i'll send you videos that i have on my youtube channel that will break it down into parts and you're going to learn to warm up your voice. You're going to get some exercises to be articulate. And then depending on what you're doing, maybe it's you want to prepare for an interview or a presentation, uh -huh. or you want to work on reducing your accent, or you want to gain mm -hmm. an accent. Yeah. So some people will come and they'll just sign up online for a one-time coaching, get the information that's perfect. Sometimes they'll come for a series of six sessions and we work towards that goal. Some people are with me. I've had some people who are with me for years. I've had some people who are with me for months. They leave, they go out into the world and then they come back and they go, let's do it again. Let's start, yeah. start to go from where I am now. So mm -hmm. you, can ex you can expect to leave the session feeling more connected and comfortable with your voice. Mm -hmm. And as somebody said to me the other day, they said, oh, He's Japanese. No, he's Chinese, but he lives in Japan. He said, oh, you know, after this exercise, my voice is deeper. Mm -hmm. It has more volume. And it's, I, en I enjoy it more. I, I, I enjoy speaking more. And then the next time he said, and my voice doesn't get tired at the end of the day. I'm still happy to be talking. Mm. So you'll find the joy of speaking and you'll find the joy of like, oh my God. We're just so used to in this world. Um, and that's the fun thing about acting, right? And I'm some people will take acting classes or go take Toastmasters or do whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes acting is not what people want to do. And that's the nice thing about voice and speech coaching is that it's specific to what we're doing. But that's the great thing about what I do and what I love doing with people is that light that is inside of them that shines brightly, allowing that light to come out of them and share with the world that is so darn exciting for me i just love it so that's what you're going to get in a session you're going to get real specific exercises we're going to record it so you have that interest so you can go back to whatever you want you can either go through the video or you can just have it for your own personal you know uh, whenever you want to refer reference if you want to yes. refer back to it at some point uh -huh. uh, and that's what we'll do when we're one-on-one -on -one coaching and then there's corporate coaching as well uh -huh. So what about corporate coaching? What, corporate what coaching are you asked normally? I'm asked normally to, again, a wide range of things. Um, sometimes it's been to go in and work with the, the team, work with the team who are giving presentations mm -hmm. and help them become more dynamic speakers, help them find their voice. Uh, so I'll go and they'll be on a retreat. I'll go in for a three-hour session with them. We'll do all kinds of exercises opening up and then we'll do another three hours after lunch and they'll get presentations and I'll come and we'll have fun. Uh, there's that. 
there's the coaching where I've gone in and worked with people who were phone professionals and they've already been coached on what to say. And then I coach them on how to say it, how to use their voice. Yeah. 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 Or I'm working with a team where they're giving presentations and they're based in India and Mexico mm-hmm. and, uh, and there, but it's, it's uh, they work with English speakers and they are doing uh, presentations for new clients. And so they yeah. have a script, but how to bring that script to life storytelling. Yeah. So the, the, it's a wide range of, of how I work with people in the corporate world. But what's really interesting, what's really interesting, but I am, and actually um, I could ask you, Uh Uh, what is thinking about voice and speech coaching uh, you know before you became a coach before before you were a a, 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 you know a a life coach professional coach a corporate executive coach did you think about what did you think about the voice or or changing the voice or any thoughts about that for me more than my voice it has I mean my voice I, I think my voice sounded sounded to me a little bit weird always. And I think it never sounded very feminine to me. But apart from that, that didn't really bother me. All right. But what I really thought about me always, and I still think, is that, yeah, I'm not too articulate. Uh, I think the fact that I'm coming from a place where uh, where we are not very good as speakers, uh, also because we, we have difficulties expressing our emotions. Uh, <laughs> So what bothered me more was the fact that I I could not express myself as I wanted it. And in a corporate world, what I found was that these people may may have the same ideas as me, but they express them better. Therefore, they they have more, um, more options to get to the next level and that would bother me really yeah that's what bothered me so you did see it at that level of there's something about the way that they communicate there's something about the way they carry themselves yes. well that's interesting the reason i ask is because when i've worked with these different um i work for instance with uh, doctors they're all they're all surgeons um they were at the children's hospital they're orthopedic surgeons top of their game and mm-hmm. they're giving presentations weekly <clears throat> on um, to the other staff about what they're doing because they're doing this incredible work i mean the, the kind of work they do with these kids is just it's beautiful mm-hmm. um and but in each of these cases it's so interesting so because it'll be one person that brings them in so in the case of the phone coaching when i was working with people uh, and their tone where yeah. I was working with these doctors, mm-hmm. in each case, they would say the, the phone one was, well, I was an or- I'm an organist. He was a, plays the organ. And he said, I was trained, you know, I was a singer. I know how important it is to train the voice and what you can do with it. In the case of the doctor, he said, I'll never forget being younger and go having one of my mentors uh, tell me, the way you carry yourself makes a huge difference. So it's it's that moment where somebody is maybe a music musician or they've done some acting or they've done some speech work in the past or they've had somebody tell them in their life work on your the way you present yourself so it's really exciting it's that little like opening and then people go oh yeah i could change things but it is funny because some people think 
well, I, if I change, I'm not going to be real. And that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a big it. stop. Yes. It's not, it's not my doubt. And this is something that we have actually talked about in this podcast, for example, in the first episode, I think we talked about it probably also in the second one with uh, about in the air. But so, I mean, our self, or like our authentic self, let's say, uh, gets lost many times within the childhood because we have to adapt because we have to adapt to our what our parents need at the time we have to adapt to what uh what we're expected at the school whatever it is but we always go adapting so in any case we are already when we reach adulthood we have already adapted so much that our authentic self for us to say it's been already lost so <laughs> i think but uh, what you were saying before is connecting to ourselves again, reconnecting, finding our voice, finding who we are, letting go all that S H I T. I cannot say the word because otherwise I have to. I have to then attack the, the podcast. <laughs> but letting go all that so that we can actually be again what we were supposed to be. And I love what you just said because if we've adapted did to these different roles hmm. we have we, if we can yeah. adapt to yeah. ooh, what if we were to adapt to this role of being yeah. of really letting our power there's a yeah. great poem um marianne williamson uh she's a spiritual teacher in the united mm -hmm. states and, and i think internationally and she has a poem called our greatest fear and mm -hmm. it says something to the effect of our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond yeah. all measure. Yeah. Who are we to hide? So it is yeah. giving ourselves permission to, yes. to, as you said, be our authentic selves, to be, to shine, to shine. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And to yeah. adapt to that. Like, why can I adapt to a power? And again, a humble but can be a, a power filled with humility and with service. Yes, and, yes. But but it gives you permission like you're you're asking me these things just excites me and it gives me permission to talk about these things yes. uh, and that's what i try to do with my clients is <sighs> yes but i think like what you're saying right now giving permission that's actually key to so many things giving ourselves the permission to do anything that we want right i mean i have many clients that they will not give them, themselves permission to go to the gym no, because if I go to like <laughs> the craziest thing, uh, and we are going off topic now completely, but you know that I it's not, I, it's I, not, I, it's I part of voice and speech, it's part of training. <laughs> no, but I had a client, she didn't want to lose weight. This was just, uh, you know, it was a mind trick, but she didn't want, she wanted to lose weight, but then she thought that losing weight was vain because, you know, then she was giving too much importance to her body. So giving ourselves permission to do whatever we want, it's, it's, it's key to be happy in this life. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. it's so helpful what you do. It's so helpful yeah. to be able to look at it and say, oh yeah, but if I work on my physical and I work on my spiritual, my emotional, my vocal, my mental, then suddenly, boy, I show up at work and people go, ooh, or if I show up in my family, people go, oh, okay. And then they get, and then they're motivated to do their best and it goes on and on. Yeah. That, I, I, 
I love, that's what's so wonderful. Sometimes people will come to me and they'll say things about their voice and generally I'll say, okay, well, let's work on this. But I'll have people come and I'll say, once in a while, I'll say, I don't think any of that's true. Or I really don't, yeah. I'm not hearing what you're talking about. Hmm. You really are, you're in yeah. good shape. You, this is something that you've been telling yourself and 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 that's wonderful too. So yes. yeah, letting yeah, people grow. <laughs> exactly. Million ways to grow, ways to grow. So that's, many ways to grow. So many ways to grow. That's 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 the name of the book. Is anyway. So now, where are we? I have I have my questions here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, I have this example of Mary. So my husband getting the feedback. So we were at the corporate coaching, right? So my husband has been getting this feedback that she's actually a little bit too assertive. So how could you help her? Well, it's really cool is to find out the specifics behind that. So <laughs> she's too assertive. Okay, Mary, who is telling you this? Is it your boss? What is your relationship? The specifics, Mary, uh, do you, or rather, when is it? It's asking her a lot of questions. When is it that you're being, when is it that she's, this person has told you that you're too specific, that you're too assertive? And so do you hear it? And so when you're, when you, in these moments, say, so when does it happen? It happens when you're talking to the team. Mary, do you hear that? Do you hear that you're too assertive? Does it, and, and what is, what does that sound like? Is it that you're too loud? Is it you have a tone to your voice that's domineering? And what is, can you hear it in your speech? Do you, do you hear this? Okay, I, and she does hear it. So what do you feel in your voice? Well, I feel like they won't listen if I'm not, if I don't like get my point across, if I don't speak a little faster. And so then I say, yeah. So what is your, so then we go, okay, well, let's go a step back. Let's work on, let's work on the voice and different mm -hmm. aspects. Let's take a step back and say, what really is your intention in that? And your intention in this time when somebody is giving you a lot of flack, a lot of mm, uh, talking back, yes. they're your underling and they're being kind of undermining you. What is it that what is it that you would like to do? I mean, I understand how do you feel? We could go into that. Where do you feel in your body? How can you then kind of express that? But but what is it that we've done that? What is your intention? What do you want to do? Well, I want to tell them that they're a jerk. And okay, well, okay. In that case, well, I can hear why your voice is coming across like that. But what is the bigger picture? Well, I really would like them to come over. I would really like them to be a little more open to the, to the ideas that I'm presenting because it's coming from management. It's mm -hmm. coming from my desire for us all to be a better team. <laughs> oh, so I said, oh, so you want really, so what is that intention? Their intention is to, is to is to connect to them is to uh, and we can find some we can find some team. really you know mm -hmm. to work as a team to come together oh you want to bring her to, you want to bring this underling of yours this this not underling but this team member of yours mm -hmm. over to your side so you want to welcome mm -hmm. them so how about if we were to use that tone you can still be assertive but what about if we start to use that tone and what about can you ask them questions about what's going on there can you ask them say why are you you know what what is it about our plan that you feel so uh, adamantly against and then you can look at that and let's yeah. identify what's really going on there let's mm -hmm. identify what's going on with you are you just fearful that 
you're going to lose your job if you don't get them to be in demand. Mm. Let's just kind of break it down. Yes, and that yes. way we can go to, you know, what the tone can come across based on things that we're not even aware of. And then mm. eventually, oh, well, you know what? It is important to be assertive. Maybe you can be very clear, confident, concise, mm -hmm. and move on. <laughs> and that's yeah. what you have to do. And that's, awesome. and that's what it is. And, and is it, are you being called too assertive? when your fellow person is being called oh they're doing great so well, let's let's look at these things mm -hmm. and then ultimately you know what is important to you is the, is it is it the being of service to all these people to this company or do you realize that maybe it's time that you know this is you're not being recognized for what you do and there are other possibilities and maybe you want to do the best job you can here mm -hmm. but let's continue to be 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 strong and confident in what you're saying. So there's so many possibilities. But yes, the basic yes, thing yes. is, what do you really want to do? And yeah. is that coming across? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very well expressed. So what fascinates you the most about coaching people in these areas? What drives them and what their what their what their goals are, what their experience in their life mm. is, and what they want to do. And it's just so cool. I, I just learned, I learn more from my clients. Obviously, I, they learn a ton from me, but I learn a ton from them. Uh, people who have started gigantic uh, apps. Uh, one person started this gigantic app. It's a big, wow, big, successful, huge app. Um, and uh, just the way that they, they spoke, they came to me because the their voice they, they, they sound so nervous when they when they speak they really speak really fast they and 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 i i was like i learned why that person developed the app which is so interesting because it really it really filled a need what's what it's something that they wanted to do i'm coming from a thing where now I'm, I'm dying to know <laughs> we'll do it afterwards so uh so they wanted to they, so that was exciting then just learning about their background learning about that oh you know what they don't really even want to make the public presentations they don't really want to be the, the face of us <laughs> that's fine the company yeah. is doing great they don't really need to be the face yeah but learning to you know and then also i learned you know what was great from this person was they i i was because i was questioning them so they would have to be able to you know speak publicly or be able to answer questions with some finesse and uh, i said what's the best piece of advice and he said uh it was what my mother told me which was if you don't ask, the answer is no. And I was like, oh, I like that. If you don't ask, well, of course, if you don't ask, nobody will know. So I love, I love that. I love hearing from people like when I was talking about Alan C. Fox, who um, mm -hmm. it was a is is a hugely successful entrepreneur, um, commercial. There's all kinds of investments in real estate, and mm. really created this gigantic company. Um, and then later on, uh, when he was in his seventies, he really wanted to take that. He had a love for poetry. He's a true a Renaissance man, and he had a love for poetry. And he wanted to start to talk about people tools and how we wrote these books called People Tools or Love and Business. And I love just learning from him. What is it that 
kind of motivated him. I just learned so much about what it is when he gets up to speak, why it is it is that he wants to do all these things. Mm -hmm. I love finding out about people who want to be creative and why they're being held back mm -hmm. and the experiences they have. And I especially love because I get to work. I mean, I really started my career so much with accent reduction coaching, quote yes. unquote, in other words, just, just yeah, accent reduction, especially for, <laughs> for film and TV. But learning from people from all over the world, their yeah. experiences, yeah. So like you and I spoke last week yes. from the Basque region in Spain, <laughs> moved all over the world, and now you're in, in Dubai. Dubai. It's, it's fascinating. I just love that. Um, and I That's love so being, and I love, what also I love that fascinates me is, when we, when we'll, I'll, I'll share a piece of poetry with somebody and they'll say, and they'll start to cry. They'll start to cry and say, oh, this, this, this is just what I needed to read or this, oh, this, oh, this totally It really resonated, me. yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I just, I, I just get a kick, such a kick out of, out yes. of people and their experiences yes. with their voice and with their speech and communicating and, mm. and finding dynamics. Yes. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a common it's a common thing when for us coaches, we can see someone growing and that someone has uh, just, uh, you know, overcome all the, all these obstacles that they had when, when they met us, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really rewarding. I have to say our job is rewarding. It's totally yes, rewarding it is, because it, it is. is. It's, one of the, it's one of those things like, you know, mm. you and I, obviously because we're coaches, we want to grow. I saw that great picture of you uh, on your website with, I was like, whoa, that girl's in shape <laughs> on, on the bike. You know, we want to grow physically, mentally, emotionally. We want to keep yes. growing, growing, growing. Yes. And, and so people who come to us uh, are coming because they have this desire to grow and they've already grown in their lives. And they've done these things and they've done things that their family were like, oh, really? You're going to do that? And they've done these things and they want to keep doing it. So it's really energizing. Mm, it it's, is. It's it always energizing. We have to, we, we have already reached, and I say that also uh, time-wise, time we are uh, reaching there. We uh, have the last question already. I'm really enjoying this, so I don't want Me I don't too. Want to I don't want to end, but I think our, yeah. our listeners might go, okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> So last question is always this one. What book or other resources would you recommend to our listeners, to someone that is uh, that wants to grow in this in this area? Voice, speech, oh, communication, wow. books, wow. resources, wow. authors. Be yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because it's been me talking and because I've done so many things out there, I would say do go to my website or rather yes, go to my YouTube sure. page or website. You go to the YouTube page. I have like 250, over 250 videos. Wow. And you just sort of go through and just listen to this or that, what interests you on regionalisms or an empowered voice or confidence. Anyway, so yes. it is a, it's just a resource. I did one course the other day, actually. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of, so that's, but you know, there's such there's such a great um, range of things. Uh, there is this book that was just written by uh, I believe his last name is Calipinto, and it's called "This Is the Voice." This oh. is the voice, and it's just a wonderful history of. It's a book by John Colapinto, 
and it's a wonderful story about how he uh, was in New York, a, a writer for Rolling Stones or New Yorker, I forget. Mm -hmm. And he was part of this um, band, yeah. uh, this rock band that was going to perform. And when he did perform, he didn't warm up. He and he went and he went and his he just blew out his voice. And then one mm -hmm. day when he was uh, holding the door open for one of his neighbors in New York, uh, he said, oh, what floor? And she goes, oh, you've damaged your voice. And he said, you can tell. She goes, oh, yeah, you, you need to work on your voice. Well, she was one of my mentors. Her name is uh, Andrea Herring. Wow. And she's a link. The, the, the original teacher was Kristen Linkletter. L-I-N-K-L-A-T-E-R. Kristen Linkletter. And she wrote a book called Freeing the Natural Voice back in the 70s. Wow. And it's a wonderful book. And then she, they, they revised it in, I think in the 2000s. I have both those books. And she was uh, Andrea's teacher. And also um, uh, I, was, I was actually Andrea's student and <laughs> I've worked with Kristen Linkletter and I've incorporated a lot of her work. Um, it's a wonderful resource. Uh, Kristen Linkletter is in those two books. And it was really interesting because Andrea Herring identified to him this this Colapinto, Colapinto that he was having voice difficulties and you know they really worked on supporting the voice going to a good um, voice and speech uh, rather to a good uh, nose ear nose and throat doctor to diagnose what was going on and he still hasn't recovered his voice fully but He's learned that all of these tensions, the way he holds himself, the way he has tensions, to try to like deal with that. So that's this is the voice is a great book. The uh, freeing the natural voice is another wonderful book. Now I just bought a book that I I, I should probably read it, uh, but I just got it in the in the in the mail, and it's called Breath: The New Science of a Lost Art. Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art by James Nestor. And I want to give it a big plug because my friend um, has, is in his 70s and he has COPD, which is a, a, a blocking of the lungs. It's a lung disease. And he has a lot of difficulty breathing and he was on oxygen. Well, he found, he got the book yes. and he found someone who coaches in that. And he's been working just on his breath, just on the breath, just the breath, which is the key to everything. And he has, he can, he can be used, he uses his oxygenator less now. He uses right. the oxygen tank less because of yeah. that breathing. So yeah. I, I just got the book in the mail. It just came out. I just got it. I'll read it. Uh, but that's a, I think that'd be a wonderful resource. Mm. So those are really good, really yes. good things. Um, and those are the big, powerful uh, the th books I yeah. would say. This is the voice will give you a kind of like a whole story from mm -hmm. uh, Aristotle to now. Oh, wow, about nice. About what is rhetoric, who has voices, how you gain your voice, how you lose your voice, the science of the voice. With the voice. Nice. Really interesting book. Okay. Then uh, the book by Kristen Linkletter is sort of like, a, it's sort of like the, the actor's uh, god, you know, it's like kind of like the god goddesses voice. and she just passed away two years ago Kristen Linkletter and she was a real force um in in voice of each country and then finally the breath because that's what it's so key it's all about the breath so I recommend those three things oh and I can't leave out any book by Dale Carnegie Dale okay. Carnegie yeah. 
how to win friends and influence people. Yes, his yes. books, he has a book on public speaking mm. and it's about the mindset and all these things, you know, they're the yes. truisms that last that are all forever. They yes. all the same yes. things. What yes. they were saying 2000 years ago applies. Exactly. Yes. yes. You want yes. to learn to speak, go up on the mountaintop and yell at the top of your voice and open your mouth and use your voice. Mm. And you have a voice that's powerful and dynamic and yes. it's always there with you. Yes, and we can train it. That's the important thing. We can train and we can improve. And you can train yours. I belong to the Voice of Speech Trainers of America. Exactly. Exactly. We will whip you into shape. Just That's kidding. Awesome. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we won't whip. We'll but, encourage. Maybe a little whipping. Uh, Patrick, I learned a lot today. I really learned a lot. One thing that uh, I think uh, is, uh, is really in my mind is, is what you were saying right now, this last book, The Breath. So it's, it's, it's funny how in every conversation that I had had with different coaches or whether they are um, trainers or, or psychologists, therapists, whatever, the breath has come to the conversation always. Because whether it is, well, as you were saying, right? I mean, how do we actually find our voice? So but just, just first relaxing. And for that, you were saying the, what's it, B-O-F, right? Breath. B-O-F, breathe, B -O -F, open, open and flow. flow. So how breathing is so, so, so extremely important for relaxing us, relaxing our nervous system so that we can do anything, whether that is talking, speaking, or whether that is just whatever you want to do in life. It's crazy how, how, how breathing is so important, but still we don't, we don't know much about it and we don't practice it enough and we don't exercise it enough. That's why I'm kind of fat. I, Patrick, get that book and roll, crack it yes, open. Now. I, I can't wait because because if I were to, you know, if we could, <laughs> the, the listener will say, "Oh, well, I uh, just tell me that next time." If I were to say one thing about the voice, it would be breathe, 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 breathe more than you're used to. Mm. Be overly indulgent in yes. your breath. If you listen to somebody who talks and you go, "Ooh." I just like I just like the way they sound. They're so comforting. Um, they're so knowledgeable. They're so uh, centered. You'll notice that nine times out of ten, they're breathing. Their voice is connected to their mm. their breath, and, yeah. and they're relaxed. But generally, what is a good voice? What is it? What is a good leader? A leader, a good leader, is one who is relaxed. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're without passion and, and yeah, yeah. being invigorated yeah. but they come from a centered place yes. and it's all about the breath yes. so the breath the, yes. breath the listener says well now wait a second he said breath then he went on breath the breath, breath. breathing okay. i love that the other disciplines talk about the same thing yes, meditation yes, yes. Yes, yoga meditation. yeah you were talking about we were talking about yoga in the last one and, and uh, ajit ajit sankar he was explaining how well the pranayama right the, the, the breathing is the actually is the life force so we can be without food for many, many, many days. Well, many, you know, like some days, but without breathing, how many minutes? None. So that's the, the real life force. And that's where he explains, you know, <laughs> now I wouldn't be able to, 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 to say what he actually explained, but uh, yeah, so how breathing is so, so, so important, how you centered everything and how you can then meditate once that you actually control your breathing. Yeah. You'll notice when you finish meditating how your voice <laughs> is 
is deeper and more resonant. Yes. Yeah. Patrick, this was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anything, anything that I should have asked that I haven't asked? Anything that you want to add? I uh, just how much fun this has been talking to you. You're such a pleasure. I can't wait to go to Dubai. Yes. I want to go to Dubai. Yes. Yes, yes. Please come over. We'll show you, we'll show you the city. And you will see That'd how many wonderful. different accents we have here. I mean, oh, we love it. How many different nationalities? How sometimes you go, like, as I was telling you, like, when I arrived in Dubai, I used to get the headaches. I used to get headaches because I couldn't understand uh, the different accents. Yeah. And, and it was very difficult for me for uh, to make people understand myself. Yeah. So, oh, yes. my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. All right. Well, what Thank a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah. We will talk pleasure. again, I hope. Yes. 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 yes, 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 yes. Whenever you want, you can come to the show, you know. <laughs> Thank you very much, Patrick. Hi, listeners, it's me again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to us and ask you that if you have any discipline that you would like to listen to in this podcast, or if you have any feedback, please leave us a note on waystogrowpodcast.com. And if you like this episode, please rate us and follow us so that we can keep growing. Thank you very much for your support, and I see you in two weeks. Be well. Bye.